Welcome to Wei and Kathy Show. I'm your host Wei Fang. I'm Kathy Zhang. The Supreme Court has finished its eight-day the the whirlwind of rulings on the five major issues, and which really shocked the nation. This is the one topic I want to bring to you. Our question is this: Who is the person who plays the most role um, for those um, for this round of rulings? And we'll review what we discovered. And uh, I did an interview with a very very big guy, and uh, you may already guessed who he is. And uh, so, how he feels about you know losing job for speaking out, and how he feels about、uh, the Chinese government, and so on and so forth, and also what is his plan. All right. Yeah. Thank you for being with us tonight.、Uh, I have to apologize first that we have to skip two programs before. One reason is、uh, what is that reason, Kathy? On the road. Oh, so I play a big role here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Kathy has been traveling across the country, and、uh, that's part of the reason that we couldn't、uh, carry it on. The other reason is really yes, because、uh, I'm also here. Just、uh, now, I'm in the East Coast. Okay. Um, very very busy lately, so couldn't quite keep it up with, especially just with myself. So I have to apologize with you for that. But the good news is,、uh, Kathy's here, and、uh, so so what's the most takeaway from your trip to you know four day five days trip? Five day trip. What was what's the most、uh, how to say、uh, impression、um, for this for this road for this trip? Yeah. So well, one thing I think if you know you know take a notice of my posting is the gas price. You know,、ah. from the most ex- expensive place, San Francisco, you know, moving to the East Coast, indeed. You know, when I saw like the gas price at four dollar fifty nine cents, I was like, it's so cheap. Can you imagine that? You know, just、uh, two years ago, we were at like a two dollar something. Two dollar eighteen cents. Okay. Yeah, so that's just、um, you know. I know you know everybody knows we all feel the gas price at our your own state, but just going through the states by states and、uh, seeing for myself, it's just、uh, you know it's quite experience. The other thing really impressed me is just you know America is just such a beautiful country. I、mm. I just loved it and.、Uh, You know, I have some like colleagues, like driving with me together, yeah, right?、Mm-hmm. And、uh, most of them came from China not long ago, and they were just so impressed, and myself too. Each state, and the landscaping just different,、mm. you know. And we were saying, talking about from the Golden State in California, right? It's all yellow, you know, in the mountain, and to the、um, desert. Okay,、um, like Las Vegas area, right? And then going to Arizona, which ha- those、um, the the rocks, you、mm-hmm. know, it has the all the patterns, red rock, red and- rock, and just amazing. And then you drove to like、uh, Nebraska, especially Colorado. If you, you ask me which state I love the best, love the most. On this road, I would say it's Colorado. Wow! So beautiful. You know, we went through、uh, pass by, pass by like uh, the 
what the 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 ski resorts, mm-hmm. uh, not exactly the ski resorts, but we saw that like the veil. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. It, the picture we took is just like a, like a, unreal, right? Okay. Yeah. Surreal. Surreal. Yeah. And then you know the the landscape just changed. Going to as we drove by, like uh, um, after Colorado was next. Um, now I kind of lost track. It just Nebraska. N- Nebraska. And then yeah, and then um, more like a flat area. Oh, mm-hmm. into the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Okay, Illinois, Iowa. Illinois, Iowa is like my hometown, right? So and the, then the landscape kind of kept the keeps the same, um, almost as very similar. But uh, yeah, I just I would say. Uh, the most impressive thing for me is it's just uh, the different landscaping and uh, it's it's just a beautiful country, beautiful, beautiful country. Did you hear your 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 heart sing the song from the mountain to, to the, the prairies? prairies. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you 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 make me feel jealous. I need to go back and uh, do this same trip again myself. Yeah, and as we pass by, I try to look up, you know, some things I know, but some of the place I don't know. But uh, by just looking up the history, it's just uh, I learn a lot. And uh, my friends, you know, colleagues came with me. They said, "Wow, we just learned so much about America." So, and that gives us actually a new idea of doing another show mm. about America. Okay, so we'll do that another time. Otherwise, <laughs> yes. we'll never finish the show tonight. I know. Uh, and uh, Larry, yeah, yeah, thank you. Good to see you too tonight. And the book, you are from Kansas. Did did you pass Kansas by any chance? Kansas, I don't not think so. uh, exactly. No. Yeah, yeah, I think you drive north of Kansas, right? Right. So you won't be able to pass in Kansas. But maybe next time, take another route. Mm-hmm. But it's it's always great, you know, to see this great country, the great plain, and um, you know, appreciate um, the God given country. And uh, also, of course, the freedom that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Well, through the through the effort and the fight of our forefathers, right? So okay. So today, let's talk about the Supreme Court case. And uh, as you know, that the starting last Thursday through this Thursday, um, the Supreme Court delivered five major rulings. Okay, and the the Supreme Court struck down the New York gun law. Which um, require if somebody you know who, who wanted to conceal carry has to ask the permission of the police, and that's uh, unconstitutional. And that's the first one. The second one is of course overturning Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade. And the third one is the uh, you know Washington football coach, okay, Joseph Kennedy, and uh, the rulings that he has right to pray on the football uh, on the football field after the game. And that's the school praying on the prayer issue. Mm-hmm. And the fourth one, of course, is, is the EPA that was delivered just yesterday. Um, yeah, the EPA ruling. This is a very, very major one. Okay, pretty much pulling the teeth out of the EPA now um, as they try to do the national revamping. Okay, of all the power grid, and that's a that's a big matter. Okay, I don't know how you think. Okay, please just uh, share how you think. And uh, what do you, which which ruling do you think carry the most significance? Of course, the fifth one has to do with uh, the the Supreme Court ruling for Biden's uh, homeland security, okay, and uh, against uh, Trump's uh, stay in Mexico. And for that particular one, it, it does not make a lot of impact because uh, 
one way or the other. Okay, the, the cases, the situation is much smaller. Out of possibly you know two hundred thousand or even more, three hundred, four hundred thousand illegal immigrants immigrants crossing the border into the U.S. As of now, only forty six hundred um, illegal immigrants were sent back in Mexico to wait for their asylum case. So it's a very very minute situation. All right, so one way or the other, it doesn't matter that much. But the you know the the, the first four cases are really just uh, you can, what do you call it? country shaking, um, earth shaking. But that that's the that's the major thing that happened. I don't know whether you have been kept up with that. And uh, anyway, so today I just want to very briefly tell about um, a particular Supreme Court judge, and uh, the long the long the long judge, uh, Clarence Thomas. Okay, and his story, because out of this judgment, okay, Clarence Thomas played big role, and uh, like in the Roe v. Wade, uh, John Roberts sort of like uh, he 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 did not approve of uh, overturning Roe v. Wade, so Clarence Thomas was leading there with the Alito and then Gorsuch and the Kavanaugh and the Barrett. Okay, they were the five four ruling, and uh, basically just reverting a forty uh, forty nine year year old. Uh, Precedent case, precedent ruling. Okay, that's the how significant it is. And uh, so let me just tell you what's the uh, a commentator. Okay, uh, and uh, his word, his name is um, his name is. Uh, let me see. Um, he he's a uh, Trump administration management and uh, budget office. Okay, general counsel. His name is uh, Mark uh, Poletta. Let me just read it to you. He said after thirty years. Um, Clarence Thomas, after receiving so much attack, and uh, he's not just standing strong, his influence is at its zenith. Okay? And then he basically said he lead, um, he lead the, the other conservative judges, and, um, and uh, through his, the courage has shown his uh, jurisprudence, and uh, create this, uh, this line of unbelievable rulings. And uh, Tom, uh, Clarence Thomas, actually, he was born in 1948 in a uh, city called uh, Savannah of Georgia. Actually, he's a very poor one, mm -hmm. not, not, not a wealthy one at all. Uh, but when he went to college, he went to College of the Holy Cross okay, in Boston, 40 miles west of the Boston. Then he went, he went to the law school of the Yale University. At the age of 26, he was appointed Assistant General Sec uh, Attorney General of the state of Missouri. All right, and uh, in 1981, when he was 33, that was the Reagan administration, he was appointed the Assistant Secretary for the Civil Rights at the U.S. Uh, Department of uh, Education. Then anyway, so 10 years later, nine years later, he was appointed by George H.W. Bush as the uh, D.C. Appeal Court Judge. One year later, he succeeded the, uh, the first black judge in the uh, justice in the Supreme Court, uh, Thurgood Marshall, and uh, I become the second uh, black uh, justice on the Supreme Court. And that change is very, very, how to say, attention-catching, or is very, very, how to say, serious, serious matter, because um, Thurgood Marshall was a strong liberal, and Clarence Thomas was a strong conservative. Okay, at that time, if you still remember, if you're yeah, old enough, and uh, there was a female uh, professor, Anita Hill, she came forth and saying that uh, charged Thomas with the sexual um, harassment. Okay, that just um, incurred a lot of uh, a turmoil in the hearing. But anyway, so after 
after a long and a difficult period of uh, hearing, and the Senate approved his um, appointment, appoint, appointment to the Supreme Court by 52 by 48. Well, it sounds like a very similar to what happened to Kavanaugh. You know how similar? And uh, Anita and Hill was a, you know, just a female professor. And Christine Ford, if you still remember, was yeah. also a, a, you know, just female professor. Both has a pretty very well-respected career, and academic career. And in both cases, there are four ladies charging the two judges, or mm. Thomas or the Kavanaugh, for, you know, for, for four ladies. Anyway, so of course, both Thomas and Kamana was was feel was really feel indignant as they uh, as they respond to it. So after he was appointed to the Supreme Court judge, uh, justice, and he was receiving attacks and uh, all the time. And what's so special about uh, Thomas is that he he never hold back. Okay, mm. he keep writing about the case that he believe is wrong, and uh, especially the Roe Roe v. Wade case. And that was literally a, how to say, political taboo, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, because it was passed in 1973, it was, you know, everybody think that's, that, that, that's it, but he keeps saying that that's, that's not right, okay? We need to change that, we need to revert that. And among all the characteristics that uh, Thomas has, he always urged overruling and joined, uh, and joined in overruling proceedings, okay? This is the original word, okay? When I'm talking about uh, keeping the tradition of honoring the precedence versus the principle of the Constitution, this is what Tom, uh, Clarence Thomas wrote. He said, when faced with, with a clash of constitutional principle and a line of unreasoned cases wholly divorced, divorced from the text, history, and structure of our founding document, we should not hesitate to resolve the tension in favor of the constitutional Constitution's original meaning, all right. So now, after thirty years, he's not—he was—he's not destroyed. Mm. He became the leading figure in the Supreme Court, and uh, so in the New York gun case, he's the opinion writer. And uh, in the Bobs versus the Jackson Women's Health Organization, which o also overturned uh, Roe v. Wade, and uh, he designated a little uh, Justice a little to wrote the opinion. So he's very very influential now. And um, and what what he advocated the most is this originalism, originalism of the basic constitution, right? Which we all understand. So, what do you think? This is the brief history of uh, Tom, Clarence Thomas, and um, you know he's the second black justice there. He has been holding firm under whatever kind of uh, adverse situation. He just he has always been himself. And if you know, it's noteworthy that uh, he received death threats for drafting the opinion turning, uh, overturning Roe v. Wade, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, he just uh, persisted. So yeah, anyway, so I spent a lot of time actually uh, in my Chinese show talk, explaining this originalism, which I assume that you already know that. So I won't, I won't you know, just um, bother, I, I won't spend your time there. Uh, but next, we're going to move to yeah, a very big guy, a big figure that Kathy met at uh, D.C. And Kathy, why did you go to D.C.? Yeah, that's um, just a few days ago, there is an International Religious Freedom Summit uh, held in D.C. from June 28th to the 30th. So it's a three-day event. It's the second 
uh, round of uh, such uh, international religious freedom. It was uh, held by this um, International Religious Freedom Roundtable. Um, it was established originally in the Trump administration. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I sent it to Brownback. Mm -hmm. So the the first ambassador for the uh, this um, group is uh, Senator Sam Brownback, and uh, he is the co-chair of the summit. The other co-chair is uh, Miss um, Katrina Lentos Sweet, yeah. which is uh, who is the um, daughter of the late Thomas Lentos, Thomas Lentos, congressman from California. So. Very respectable person. Right, it's actually a bipartisan mm -hmm. um, effort. So because uh, it is, um, you know, seeing that in terms of the religious freedom, both parties are for it. So, and uh, uh, Ernest Cantor Freedom, he was invited as a keynote speaker for the summit. And uh, I was, uh, you know, it's really a, a nice surprise to be able to interview him for a few minutes. And um, so it, it just, uh, it's just amazing to see him in person mm -hmm. and talk to him. And uh, so- What's amazing about? Well, he's so, so tall. tall. <laughs> okay. As you can see in the picture, he's just so tall. <laughs> All right, but uh, it's, it's uh, I think it's, you know, it really make you feel he's a real person mm -hmm. when he just uh, basically lost his MBA job for speaking up. For millions of dollars. Yeah. Every year. Yeah, but he, he just, for him, he, you know, Seems the first thing I asked now. him, mm -hmm. do you regret? Do you have any regret? And he said, no regret whatsoever. He, he had no hesitation for just doing what he's doing now. And um, so he made some uh, you know, announcement and uh, talked about uh, his feeling about uh, the Chinese government. Uh, so it's a, although it's a short interview, but uh, he revealed a lot of information. So, um, but I, before uh, showing the interview, I wanted to share with you a brief story on him by just, because uh, I was uh, uh, interviewing him after other media. So I also overheard some of his story um, he was sharing. So um, Kenter, uh, Ernest Cantor Freedom, he said uh, he, he was born in Israel, you know, to a Turkey parents and mm -hmm. uh, he had a tough childhood in Turkey. Uh, he remembered in the age of eight to nine or nine, he was uh, playing with uh, friends, right? Mm -hmm. uh, friends at uh, the childhood. And then the friends were burning American flags. Mm. Wow. And uh, Israel, Israeli flags. And the saying, oh, those are Americans, Israelis are evil, you know, things like that. So he was so frightened mm -hmm. and surprised. So he ran upstairs to his mom and uh, telling him, his mom, what happened. Mm -hmm. And he said, my friends told me, you know, I have to hate Americans, hate Israelis and hate Christians. What should I do? Mm -hmm. And his mom said, I won't tell you what you should do, but you never hate anyone, All right? So then comes to fast forward to age of uh, 17. Um, Ernest Cantor Freedom, he went, came to the United States and uh, went you know, for high school. Mm -hmm. 
And the once he landed on this soil of the free world, he said he actually was very nervous, very scared. Okay. Yeah, because of his childhood, right? Oh, mm -hmm. People told him, you know, Americans oh. are evil, right? Mm. So um, then, then he was playing basketball while studying in the high school, and one day his teammate in the locker room was like criticizing the president, United mm. States president, mm -hmm. and he was so scared. And he asked his friend, like, how dare, how dare you, you know, maybe you would, when they just take you away and uh, jail you. So his uh, teammate just uh, laughed and, uh, you know, trying to explain to him, in the United States, there's uh, freedom of speech, freedom of uh, religion, freedom of media. So you don't have to be scared. You can say anything you want. So from that, he's starting to learn about the value of the freedom. So... And then, you know, he was playing for NBA for like 11 years, mm -hmm. right? And um, from the, you know, remembering his uh, experience back in Turkey, then to the United States in the high school, he just felt, you know, what he experienced and uh, it should be shared with anyone in the world. Mm -hmm. Anyone in the world should be able to have such freedom. Mm -hmm. So... That's why he always kept uh, a focus on the human rights, right? Mm -hmm. But I asked him, you know, when did you realize you have to really to be so pro high profile to speak up? Mm -hmm. So he told me that uh, one time he was attending a, a student's basketball camp. Mm -hmm. A parent of the student there just went up to him and saying, you know, how could you say yourself as a human rights activist in the meantime, you don't really know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So he felt embarrassed, and he went back to the hotel, did some research by himself, and told his managers, you know, he wants to learn more about that. Mm -hmm. So he really just took um, very down, you know, down to earth, and he did research, and then he decided, you know, I have to speak out. Mm -hmm. So that's when he started to openly criticize the Chinese Communist government's uh, massive and systematic persecution mm -hmm. of the people in China, especially the Uyghurs. Mm -hmm. And on the social media, we can all see that, and the, you know, the rest is the history, right? So um, for that, he was excluded, sidelined by the NBA this, earlier this year when they had a, you know, had a play when they had this um, a player trade deadline, mm -hmm. he was, you know, trade, yeah, trade from the uh, the Boston Celtics to Houston Rockets. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, immediately the uh, Rockets just uh, waived him. Mm -hmm. So he now is becoming a free agent of M uh, NBA. Mm -hmm. So Ernest said he indeed, you know, to be frank, he is on a very lonely road. Mm -hmm. He tried to talk to his, you know, teammates and things like that. He said, if anyone speaks on the human rights of the Chinese government, he has to face the consequence, as he did. But he said he has no regrets and never hesitated. I asked him why MBA not only shied away from speaking out, you know, uh, against the Chinese Communist government's uh, human rights record, but also even just silent him, excluded him. And his answer, you know what his answer? He said, because they are all bought by the Chinese government. They care too much about 
their next paycheck. They care too much about how their uh, clothes or the shoes are selling in China.、Mm-hmm. So then I asked him, you know, in his opinion, how to really deal with the authoritarian regime like the Chinese government. Let's take a lesson. You know,、uh, and not just NBA. You you look at Hollywood. You look at Wall Street. I am trying to be the voice of all those innocent people out there who don't have a voice. That's why I created created my foundation, Anna Scanzer Freedom Foundation. It focuses on、um, human rights, democracy, freedom,、uh, social harmony, and poverty elevation around the globe. What do you think is the what's the biggest threat right now in the world to the freedom that、uh, people like you pursue? Dictatorships and uneducated people. I feel like we have to educate ourselves. So we can stand up for these dictatorships, but authoritarianism is a is on the rise, and we need to do whatever we can to, you know, amplify the good, amplify the the message of good. So I think people need to stop the world leaders, the Muslim leaders, G7 leaders, or West Western leaders needs to stop condemning and start taking taking some actions because enough is enough. You know, it's important to put some legislation out there, some bills out there, and put pr- as much as pressure we can on Chinese government. There has been al- already some sanctions, but those are not enough. We need some stronger、uh, sanctions. And other other than that, we need to put we need to use Magnitsky Act to this,、uh, some of the、uh, officials in、uh, Chinese government. What do you think of the Chinese government's dictatorship? You know, some people say that's the big threat, and、uh, but some people may think otherwise. What's your thought? I mean, there are many dictatorships out there, but when when you look at the world right now, Chinese government, Chinese dictatorship is definitely the most brutal and the biggest dictatorship, the biggest threat in the world right now. And、uh, what would you like to say to our fellow Chinese people who's under the persecution right now? I want to say my problem is not. With the Chinese people, my problem is with the Chinese government. There is a difference. We have to free China. We have to wake people up in China because it is so important to people in China to understand to stand up for what's right. Because if you, if everyone in China educated themselves and stand up for what's right, the Chinese government will fall. For your fans, it may not be able to、mm-hmm. see you playing basketball now. What you like to say to them? I love them, and I, they've been supportive of me my whole career. I really appreciate them, and I cannot thank you guys enough. But this is, this is, we are a team, and I'm in this together, and I got your back. Don't worry, and I love you guys, and、uh, hope to see you guys at one of my games maybe soon. And、what's your plan in your career now, like playing the basketball? Well, I'm 30 years old, and they're pushing me to retire, retire at the age of 30. But I do not want to retire. I want to continue to play basketball because I'm young and I can't play another five, six years. But we'll see how NBA responds to that. All right. So that's、uh, Ernest Cantor Freedom.
So, you know, um, he's really like very straightforward, right? Like stop condemning. It just doesn't really do much and start taking actions. So that's his message. And uh, he also pointed out, you know, indeed, the Chinese communist regime is the most brutal and the biggest threat to the freedom. So what do you think? Yeah, I think this is another great American. Okay, it's just from Clarence Thomas to Anna's freedom. Okay, we are seeing two great Americans, right? Mm-hmm, right. Yeah, one is born here, another just a new first generation. But it's the same, you know, the, the culture and the freedom and, uh, you know, this great country shaped them. Yeah, and, and you can see, I, you can see he's very humble. He said the first thing, you know, is uh, self-education. Mm-hmm. He started with that, mm-hmm. right? He self-educated about what's re- what really the Chinese government did mm-hmm. to persecute people's human rights, and then he started to take action. Yeah. So when I asked him, you know, what's the big threat, and he actually said one is the dictatorship, second is uneducated people. Mm-hmm. So I think he's right to the point. Yeah. And uh, um, it's so important to educate ourselves mm-hmm. first to really understand the nature of the uh, dictatorship, the authoritarians, and the Chinese communist, communist regime. And then you will know how to deal with that. So, yeah, that's my takeaway. Yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, when working away from millions of uh, dollars or even tens of millions of dollars, for your principle, that's very, very um, respectable, and I uh, have a great admiration for this young man, and I hope that he will get the best result. Just like you know, Clarence Thomas, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about thirty-one years ago, he was, you know, he, he faced a lot of attack, mm-hmm. right? Of course, he got a, he got his tenure, his his whole life tenure. And that that's what a Supreme Court justice is, but still, he faced a lot of um, threat. Yeah, well, some people would wave, waver, right? Mm-hmm. But he never really, you know, he stick to his principle. Yeah, I think this country is full of people like uh, Thomas and uh, Freedom. And uh, with people like this, America will never sink. What do you think? Okay, yeah, I see you guys a little quiet. I think the reason is, um, yeah, we were actually we were absent, but we're back and... Uh, Okay, and Marashi wrote that awesome guy, a great uh, freedom fighter, my man. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Wendy Kwan said respect. Yeah. Yeah, Marisha, Marish said a true great American. Uh-huh. God bless him. Yep, and Maricino, USA, you, you said uh, with his well-known... Well, it's well known around the world. Uh, Anna's Cantor shall should run for poli- poli- yeah political office. I think what I mean. Mm-hmm. So as to wake up the more and more Americans and the people around the world. Yeah, I think actually it's probably in his plan Is because right? yeah wow. he announced that uh, as he did in my interview he just started a uh, foundation okay. right. But uh, from other interviews he also kind of you know said that he would consider running for office mm, yeah well this guy is only 30 yeah got another 50 years to go he, he could go very far and let's hope that he will go anywhere very high too yeah so yeah it's it's, it's um it's great you know at, at the international religious summit what i met is those people okay who dedicate their life to helping other people okay dedicate their life to the belief that i hold on and uh, very respectable people there 
And uh, yeah, Americans, I think it's really at uh, it's in this it's at a time that uh, each of us uh, needs to test our how to say our loyalty or our dedication to the principles, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I also interviewed another great person. Mm -hmm. He's um, the Lord David Elton from the UK. He's you know have very uh, very clear minded. Mm. He went through the Cold War, you know, he saw what the former Soviet Union, how it was, and uh, he, it's same thing. Mm -hmm. I think two things, uh, two like observations are exactly the same between Ernest Cantor Freedom and uh, Lord David Elton. Mm -hmm. Is one is that, um, you know, they think the Chinese Communist regime just, uh, you know, used the money to buy out everywhere, yeah. okay. Yeah, and the second is they all believe the biggest threat in the world right now is the Chinese Communist regime. Mm -hmm. So they, they, you know, when I interview him, then they say the same thing, exactly the same thing. And they um, just believe also that now people are really waking up. So it's, yeah. Okay, so it's great to have you guys with, uh, with us. Yeah. And Holly said that we need more like him. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, exactly. Yeah, uh, Mary, Mary Cino, you wrote, you wrote that he's a great fighter. Not everyone think money is the only thing that matters. Yes, that's um, yeah, that's the value. You know, that's the value we need. And uh, I was earlier I was talking to my Chinese program about uh, this uh, originalism, right? About the constitution. I indeed mentioned about that. Um, you know, what is the very origin, okay, when the founding fathers wrote the constitution and uh, what they drew, where they draw the wisdom from. They drew, they drew from, the, you know, basically the ancient script and uh, ancient uh, Israelis and uh, ancient Anglo-Saxon and uh, the Greece and the Rome and the great, you know, crystallization of the Western civilization. Okay, so over the time we lost of them, we lost them, right? Those values mm -hmm. every day. You know, we can get richer or we got the better technology, better iPhone, but our value, okay, our value, our ideas, our, um, you know, our morals, degraded over the time, and uh, this is where why we are here today. So we need to go back to the origin, right? Mm -hmm. The originalism. Go go back to the origin. And uh, refine ourselves, and refine our where the root of our country. And, right, uh, and just just think of uh, what happened in China. You know the lockdowns in Shanghai, mm. right? And made a lot of people realize. You know, money just you know in, in under such kind of uh, authoritarian regime, you know, money those material things can just evaporate. Yeah. You know, evaporate just uh, all overnight. All, so, all the money cannot cannot get you, you know, the food of next day mm -hmm. at the lockdown time. And there was a, then another story I want to tell you. That this is the, the first how to say the, how to say this is the online um, online shopping. The online shopping is the, the scale of uh, the online shopping is way 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 beyond those in America. Okay. In and China, you in mean? In China, yes, mm -hmm. in China. So one particular guy was, you know, he he has like a one hundred seventy million followers. Okay, his name is uh, um, Li Jiaqi. Okay. And this, this young man, this Li Jiaqi, went through a lot of difficulty to get to attain to the status that he has today. But just because he was, you know, just demonstrating a cake, and he was a little, you know, not, I, I guess, naughty. So he made the cake into a tank shape. And on the eve of the June 4th, the 
tank crackdown of the student movement in Beijing in 1989. So he got shut down. And since then, it is what, like uh, almost one month. He disappeared. With, he can make tens of millions of dollars. He got one, 170 million followers, fans. He just got disappeared just overnight. Never yeah, came still back. Still now, still. Yeah. So when you don't have freedom, you don't have guarantee of anything. You know, no matter how much money you have, that could disappear just overnight. They throw you into jail or they just, um, you know, just uh, shut you down and then you have no place to go. There's no court who will listen to you because every, every, everything, the court, the police, and um, the so-called people's uh, assembly, they all listen to one, one, one place, which is the party. This is what dictatorship is about. So again, we appreciate very much where we are today and the freedom we enjoy today, including this opportunity of, that we talk to you in a free and uh, in a fear, you know, fear, fear-free way. So yeah, and uh, there are more and more people just like Ernest Cantor Freedom, you know, just like Americino uh, uh, said. I'm glad he CCP cannot buy him. Yeah. more and more people cannot be bought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people start really starting to realize what's the true value. Um, you know, they should adhere to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for staying with us. And uh, out of out on a limb, you, you wrote. Thank you for covering the stories of what true patriotism means on this Fourth of July weekend. Yes. Yes. Fourth of July is coming, and for me, I'll be preparing two or three episodes. Okay, in Chinese for my Chinese uh, Chinese immigrants. Okay, the first generation uh, people like like me. I want to, we want to them to learn about the value and the history and the greatness of this America so that they become true Americans. And yeah. it's, 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 it's taking effect. They love us. They, they literally love us. They follow our show and they love us and they learn a lot of things about America. America. So we'll be continuing doing that. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, for new immigrants like us, we really wanted, needed to learn the history, the true history of the United States, the greatness of it. So that's why we love doing what we are doing, trying to convey what learn, uh, what we learned with our audience, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, can, you know, Ernest Cantor Freedom, self-education. This is uh, also another type of self-education. We really need to learn about why this great country is so great. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Have a great night. And the, what's more important is have, have a great 4th of July. Yes. Happy birthday, America. All right. All right. Take, Take care. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.